broadcasting from New York City. Try to find it on a DC map. It's Matt and Brett Love Comics. This is Matt. And this is Brett. Uh, Matt and Brett Love Comics is the show where we take comics and talk comics with comics. Uh, today is a slight exception. Very nice, funny guy. Uh, w- would you consider yourself a comic? Oh, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that! I love that reaction. <laughs> I feel like we all we 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 all have would probably have that, right, Brett? Uh, I mean, probably, uh, maybe. See, now I don't even have to answer that question. So I guess, yeah, <laughs> I would be. Uh, well, you guys kind of do this more legitimately, I'd say. Yeah. Be funny. I, try. I yeah. Try. Um, we're with Mr. T.J. Deach. Oh, hello, right. Hello. I guess I should actually say your name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure everybody knows what I sound like. Yeah, um, you might remember T.J. from our uh, previous Wizard Tales episode where we discussed his tenure at Wizard Magazine and Toy Fair Magazine. Yep. Um, Which was awesome. Yeah, so for a backstory, I mean, we're not going to recap any of that this no. time so if you haven't you know go back and go back and listen to that episode uh, hey, brett, editor's note yeah, yeah brett give us that editor's note in a stanley voice uh i don't, I don't know can i do stanley um eh, they go hey true believers go back and listen to episode <laughs> f- i'm just doing bluff band doing stanley. <laughs> Uh, go back and listen to episode 65. I don't know what episode number it was, but it was around. It was probably in the 60s. <laughs> well, that was great. Yeah, um, we decided to have TJ on the show because after last week's uh, John Burnfest, Burnfest 2014. Burning Man. Burning Man. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of uh, great feedback on that episode. Surprising since it was one that we uh, were forced to do because of the weather. Yeah, uh, and thank you so much to everybody that was uh, chiming in and telling us what they thought of the show. It was really cool of you. Um, we were really excited to see a lot of love for John Byrne, too. Yeah, this, yeah, the most anyone has talked about him to me in a while. Nice. Um, Tej, what's your what, what are your thoughts on uh, on John Byrne? Well, I came into comics kind of at a weird time as far as John Byrne's concerned. Uh, mm-hmm. He wasn't doing much when i first started reading comics in the 90s and i was a dc guy at that time or at least he wasn't reading or writing the stuff i was reading he eventually took over wonder woman for a while and it's a super weird run uh that i have not read since it came out i'd be interested in it but it you know brought out uh cassie sandsmark wonder girl and a couple other interesting things here and there but uh definitely write it or did he draw it too he drew most of it, okay. if not yeah. all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And didn't didn't they uh, they wound up? Uh, he loves. I know that he loves to like no prize and make odd things make sense within continuity. Didn't he wind up sending Wonder Woman back to World War Two so that she actually was in the All Star Squadron it in continuity? Right. It wasn't Diana. It was her mom. Right. And I can't remember if she actually went back in time or if they were just like, oh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> she was Wonder Woman and nobody knew about it. Well, P.S. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. And then I think he was the one that made her a goddess, too. Oh. Goddess of 
truth or something along those lines. Uh, it was a weird time for that book. <laughs> yeah. Was that like 92-ish, 93, 92? Uh, okay. That would have been a little bit later, but yeah, I think like he had a pretty long run up, uh, starting with 100 or so. Okay. Yeah, it was like a wow. ni- yeah, it was like 95, 95 through 97, maybe. Yeah. Oh, wow, right. that's later than I thought. You know, it was past 100 because that was when they did the the fill in Wonder Woman Artemis for a while. <laughs> oh yeah, that was when uh, Deodato was yeah. uh, drawing Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Well, I would I would be I would definitely be interested in reading that. I think. That's not the infamous Wonder Woman gets a job at McDonald's era. No, that was a uh, was, was, that, that was Bill, Bill Messner Loeb's. Was it? I just remember that cover, that iconic cover of. Who did that cover? Was that Balland or someone? That wasn't yeah, Perez. He did a bunch of. Yeah. Yeah. That was Fact checking is for suckers. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we were we were sort of talking uh, offline, Brett. And uh, what had come up was was one of your favorite topics, and I think one of uh, TJ's favorite topics as well, because it uh, dovetails nicely with uh, your previous work at Toy Fair. Toys. Toys, <laughs> yeah. Long-lasting love of, of action figures. Yeah. Are uh, you still all up in that action figure business? Do you mean collecting or information? You know, uh, let's go both. Let's go both realms. <laughs> collecting, not so much. We've got a two-year-old now. And yeah. as I was talking to a guy in the industry, you know, when she was uh, coming along, he was when like, you was know. Banking. Yeah, when, <laughs> when that whole thing was happening. Uh, I mentioned to it, the guy. He's like, oh, that's awesome. It's going to be great. You're going to have so much fun. Uh, but your toy budget is almost going to completely disappear from you and go to the kid, which <laughs> uh, has definitely been the case. Yeah. Uh, but I still do a weekly toy column for CBR called Toying Around, and I just got back from Toy Fair, the event which was still going on yeah, when we're recording. But yeah, I went, which was um, a couple weekends ago. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I went uh, early Monday morning at eight a.m. Friend of the show, Justin Acklin, helped me get in uh and i only went i only went to the hasbro thing i I didn't go to toy fair proper but like the hasbro thing is the only thing that i care about mostly (laughs) mostly i care about that most because they have all the stuff i want right (laughs) yeah they've got a ton of cool guardians of the galaxy stuff coming out yeah i get to uh i get to go tomorrow morning what uh what should i check out you have, I mean, you have to go to the. Oh, can, can you get to the offsite Hasbro thing? That's the because that is the that is the thing. I think that's also the only <laughs> thing I saw. So I'm biased. You're so biased. <laughs> I'm incredibly biased. <laughs> There's like three thousand other companies at Toy Fair. Yeah, but has yeah. <laughs> well, but a lot of them do um, the like the 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 by appointment only thing, or right? Like the secrecy thing. Oh, yeah, it can be tough. And even some of the booths have little tiny side rooms or curtains that not everybody can see like i didn't even get to see some extra stuff at some of the companies but uh diamond select toys was cool i don't know if you can get into that one um neca had a ton of cool stuff because they do like a lot of the 80s and 90s movies that i love yeah we've got a cool rambo figure and a new robocop and just tons of even predators i cannot believe they've been doing 13 lines of predator toys and they're all cool are they all just predator aliens uh, the oh, there's a different aliens line. <laughs> I mean, like, are they just all predators, or do they have like Carl Weathers and Schwarzenegger and 
like all they, in? They have Arnold, <laughs> and they've done three or four different versions of him. Like, and that was just new last year. They've got him like covered in mud, like at the end of the movie. Nice and, like, sleeves and no sleeves and jacket and like you know. We should really oh. just put like Arnold Schwarzenegger and then time code that that costume appeared at in the movie. That's yes. Right. Here's Arnold Schwarzenegger, one hour, twelve minutes, thirty-three seconds into the movie. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and they also did a cool thing last year, which was like the heat sensor version. So like it's painted yellow and orange and red and green, just like how the predator sees him through his mask. Uh that came out last year. And oh, then they it's really neat. And then they've done some like Kenner did really random predator toys back in the nineties. And so they've been recreating those in later lines. And they're even doing some of the Dark Horse comics oh. and the Oh oh that Batman fan film from like seven, eight, maybe nine years ago now. Oh, yeah. Where it was Batman versus Predator versus Aliens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of those predators have been kind of I don't know if they're official or what, but they're in there now. Man, they're big on Predators. Yeah. Uh, what is the deal with the Lego uh, setup? I don't know because that's one of those behind closed doors meeting rooms. And I, I want to say that Lego is actually a giant block when you walk up to it. Mm-hmm. And there's a door and then a person or several people waiting to see if you have an appointment and then you can go in. Uh, but I think the person that I was in contact with there back when I was at Toy Fair is gone now. So I can't. I don't know who to contact because yeah. they've got so many cool things now. Uh, but I got to look around for that. But yeah, they did a lot of cool stuff. I had to see all that online, but it's super neat. Yeah, they have. I mean, I don't know when we want to dive into this hornet's nest, but they have they have some X-Men Lego figures that I'm very <laughs> excited about. Yeah. Um, and they also have a ton of Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Uh, here's a, here is a question that Matt, as a Guardians fan, you might be able to shed some light on. Okay, here um, we go. The Guardians is having a toy line basically as big as the Avengers movie line, maybe even bigger. Like, the amount oh. of Guardians stuff in the Hasbro area is nuts. Um, and one of the things they're highlighting is Star-Lord's ship, the Milano. Well, that's just James Gunn's name for a ship, Milano? Um, like, that, does that have any basis in anything? Does anyone uh, know? Because I, I think it's an original idea, which is fine. That's awesome, but... Yeah, that uh, I gotta be honest. Um, I don't think what I gotta I gotta be honest. I don't remember them ever giving the ship a name. Yeah, and the Milano looks basically like it's analogous to his X-wing because it looks like a smaller personal fighter jet thing, fighter spaceship. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh man i gotta i gotta be honest yeah i don't think so yeah okay but it's cool it's still um really awesome uh tj did you get to see any of the funko reaction figures do they are they oh, out yeah about? you can actually if you're there you can walk right up to funko's booth it's a huge open thing and they've got all these lighted cases and they have one full case dedicated just to reaction figures which are i mean insane looking if you're not familiar with them yeah it's toys based on movies and TV shows from like the 80s and 90s, mostly a few later things, but all done in the style of Kenner action figures from the late 70s yeah. and early 80s. The first one was these alien set. 
Which is based on, like, I mean, the lore is that they just unearthed these plans for an action figure line that had never gotten made, and then they made them. Exactly. They were actually shown at Toy Fair, I think, back yeah. in 78 or 9. And then they just never got made because, I mean, probably they realized that you can't market that to a kid. At that time, they were able to later on. The R-rated movie toys are one of my favorite, like, weird 80s and 90s yeah. uh, subgenres of toys. Yeah. But, Judgment Day. Oh, Rambo, all these things. But they, they found the molds or they recreated the molds somehow based on the old prototypes and redid the figures. And I think they sold them as a set. And now they're just blowing up with yeah, I have Predator Aliens. I bought the Ripley one. Oh, yeah? It, are they good, like, in hand? I've never actually I, seen one in I'm person. I'm not going to open it because it... And I, Now, okay, listeners, like, a peek into my brain. I open all my action figures. Um, all my Marvel Universe figures opened all of them because I like having them out. But the, the reaction figure, like, it's almost... It's not so much an action figure as, like, a kind of an art piece... Because, like, the board itself is done in the 70s style. Um, it also, like, the little blister pack on the front, it's, it's just a loose figure in a little, you know, um, plastic bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas nowadays they have it all molded around the person with, like, their legs going through it and twist ties and stuff. I love that it's just, like, a loose figure. <laughs> just like they used to be. So, it looks great. Like, it... I mean, great asterisk great meaning like it looks like a toy from the late 70s mm-hmm. uh but it's amazing. this sounds incredible yeah and they have um there's buffy has figures uh nightmare before nightmare before christmas mm-hmm. uh what else predator predator terminator alien oh Ooh. scream friday the 13th right they have an entire line of like modern horror toys so there's michael myers Oh, Hellraiser maybe, the little guy from Saw, like all these all these guys. Yeah. The Buffett, like, I've seen some people write up write up the Funko toys and be like, well these look weird, and it's kind of like wow. that's the point. Like you can't really yeah. complain about the Firefly figures looking weird because they're that's supposed to. Like they're not supposed to look good. It's a weird thing. Yeah, it's a really – it's kind of a strange move, I think. I mean, I love Funko. They do some really neat vinyl toys. They do those pop vinyls that are really cool. Yeah. I just – you know, that's a lot of expansion uh, really quickly into a fairly new, you know, format that nobody's really tested. It's it's not quite, you know, little mini-mates or vinyl figures. Those are kind of cool and have their own style. These just look so different and, you know, m- m- retro – old however you want to say it so i don't know i think they're neat i love the amount of licenses they they yeah. got all out of the game transferred too. over well they've got a lot of those relationships existing yeah. with you know for the pop vinyls and the bobbleheads and the minifigures and all these other things they do so it's neat uh they're also branching out into like higher quality like six seven inch figures they've got like magic the gathering and fantastic mr fox which is Ooh. a really interesting Ooh. choice they look just like the the little puppets, maybe even a little bit better because they're hard plastic, you know. But yeah. oh, incredible! Maybe eventually they can move some of that uh, energy from you know getting like a really cool Escape from New York reaction figure, and then maybe we can get a cool one uh, <laughs> in in a higher uh, yeah. scale. That's I, I'm always I've always been more of a five to seven inch scale fan over three and three quarter inch. Oh, uh, although I loved GI Joes growing up. Matt, what's your preference for action figures? Um, you know, 
Well, you also yeah, I mean what is your what is your relationship with action figures now? Also, I don't. I gotta be honest. I don't really have one anymore. The only thing that I want out of action figures is uh, I didn't I didn't realize there weren't enough of them, so I had to like go to the three and three quarters to plan this out. I want to get one of every single Spider-Man that they that has existed. So Iron Spider, regular, um, Scarlet, uh, twenty ninety nine. Superior black costume, Ben Riley. Uh, I want to. I want to have all of them, and I want to get monofilament wire and hang them in various poses on the wall, right in front of my desk at work. Oh, there you go. That sounds like Wizard. Yeah. Do you mean one of each of them, or all of them that exist for each costume? Oh, uh, one of one of <laughs> okay. each because I realized that the three and three quarters lines were the ones that had the most of those. Uh, Have they made I, a Ben Riley yet? Uh, I believe so. I, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of think they have. I can't remember. Yeah, I I like those. I like those in the sense that if I were a kid, those would be easier to play with. But I was always a, a, a five inch guy with the Toy Biz line. Yeah. Which was I'm I'm actually on MarvelToys.net right now, looking through some uh, amazing old photos of the uh, X Men and X Force lines <laughs> from the early nineties. The good days, those days are yeah. gone. Oh boy, um, yeah, I I loved I loved the size of those figures because, especially when I was a kid playing with them, there there was a certain heft to them. Mm-hmm that I really enjoyed and they were they were also less likely to get lost. Yeah. Um and even now they're they're cool they're they're a lot more fun to display because they're larger. I mean they they catch your eye faster than something smaller. Well, and you know, and if you get the 3 and 3 quarter inch uh figures and you want them to be eye-catching, you just need to get hundreds of them and then jam them all in clusters. Also right. known as my office. <laughs> yes. I counted. I think I have... I had 150 action figures in my office. No kidding. But I think I, I've, I've bought some more. And that, that includes <laughs> mini-mates also. So Okay. Um, I think I might be up to like 155 or something now. I could recount. It's... I don't know. It, but it looks tasteful. Yeah. No, it totally does. I mean, your, your office looks great. And that, yeah. for me, is like what... I would want is like I like I like highly detailed like close to like the hot toys stuff is incredible to yeah. me. Um those things are like near untouchable. But like you know even uh McFar- when McFarland started sculpting figures in the mid 90s and really started keying into that it, like we lost articulation mm-hmm. which stunk yeah. but it really they really were more for the collector and for presentation than for actual play beyond the first couple spawn lines. Um, And they were, it was mind blowing that you could have a piece of three dimensional high quality art that looked that good for the price that you could get them. Yeah. Um, Teach, did you, you, you had all the, did you have all the green lantern figures? Yeah, <laughs> that that was your desk. Whoa, no kidding! It uh, in my time at Wizard and Toy Fair, I went through a couple of uh, 
toy obsessions that I would drive around and, and look for ones. First, it was the JLU toys that Mattel put out. Oh, yeah. Because I was such a, I'm, you know, I've been a long time DC fan. Seeing like every random character, they had like Rocket Red eventually, and yeah, uh, you know, pretty much the entire JLI and all these characters. And I love that cartoon too. That's one of my favorite comic cartoons. So I was looking all over for those, and, and then the DC Universe Classics figures kind of came on my radar. Yeah, those are the six-inch figures, all done by these sculptors called the Four Horsemen, who are yeah, all the just Four Horsemen killer. are incredible. Yeah. yeah. So that was my new obsession for a while. Uh, and then that kind of moved into the Green Lantern collection. So I would have, I think I had probably 30 different Green Lanterns from all different sets and series and all this stuff. Was there, a su- uh, there, was, a, there was a Superpowers, right? Green I didn't have him, but there was one, yeah. Yeah, that was one of my ones that I kept an eye out at, uh, like, flea markets and stuff for us. So I could hopefully get a good deal on it. But I yeah. think they're too old at this point to really show up in good circulation there. When oh, I man. went home, I, yeah. I oh, when I went home uh, for the summer, like last summer, my goal was because I just started reading all these Superman comics, and I wanted to find my old. I had the was it the Toy Biz DC line from the early '90s that was basically just superpower repaints. Yeah, was that what it was? More or less, yeah. Um, I had, I mean, I had all like a bunch of those, and I was like, I just want to get the Superman and Batman. And I go back, to, and I have a bunch of boxes full of toys, and I like opened up the one of the bins, and like it was almost perfect. It was like Superman was just like right there on top of a big pile of toys <laughs> in a bin. And I was like, well, there you go. Um, and so now I have Superman and Michael Keaton Batman, the one with the grappling hook belt. Yep, I got I have, that. <laughs> yeah, and, and the Superman I have is the um the Kryptonite ring. He yep. falls over. Yeah. Oh, do you have uh, do you have Bob the Goon? Yeah, I have Bob the Goon. Bob the Goon was one of my favorite characters for some reason. <laughs> I love that. I, I love don't know that why. Bob the Goon exists. He does nothing. Oh man. He gets stabbed <laughs> by the Joker. That's all yeah. he does. Uh, um, I had I I had a ton of superpowers characters, and I had the Hall of Justice. Oh. Um, I love that thing. I I had those, and I had the. Uh, I also had the. And even as a kid, this didn't make any sense to me. They made a Superman spaceship that, you know, the one with like the protruding, the protruding grill on the front. Uh, And even then it didn't make any sense to me because I was like, Superman can fly in space and he can breathe. He he doesn't have to breathe. What what is the point? Well, if he wants to road trip, you know. know. Right. Um, He couldn't breathe in space at that point. Oh, good. Wait, no, because that was pre-crisis. He could still breathe in space then, right? Right? Oh, I guess you're right. Eighty, because that would have been like eighty four, eighty five when those came out. Yeah. The superpowers uh, bridge the like it jumped. It was both pre and post crisis, didn't it? It ran through all of it. Yeah the the show itself. I think the show itself ran up till because it it was like for a couple of years right up to, but then they were still releasing uh, figures. I think mm-hmm. after it into like eighty six. Yeah, that sounds right. Because it was on like the last leg of the cartoon, which kept changing names and yeah, shifting and stuff. Yeah, um, and, yeah. But still, one of the best comic book toy lines of all time is the X Men line, right? I mean, come on. I'll tell you <laughs> from the early nineties. I'll best. give it to you. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I don't I mean like it's nostalgically the best. I mean. The original run of figures are, and going back and looking at them, are fascinatingly scrawny. So weird. Uh, 
And then and then they went. It was almost like they overcompensated in the other direction a couple of series later, where like yeah, Cyclops, well, Cyclops looks like he's been working out for Mister Universe. Yep. It's it's almost like you can uh, Jim Lee is kind of like the inspiration for the first couple of waves, and then Joe Matarera came along. It's mm-hmm. kind of a way. Because I remember when figures started getting um, like huge hands and huge feet, like Bishop's second figure from the Missile Flyers line, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is just it's such a Joe Matarera looking figure. I think. Yep. Um, when they also got more posy, like Matt was talking about with the McFarlane toys. Oh, yeah. If you look at the timeline of the X Men f- things, because I was looking at those pictures myself earlier today, and they go from like you said, real scrawny, real thin to these, like, massive, weirdly posed, angular figures that don't make any sense because yeah. they can barely stand up, let alone yeah. <laughs> be displayed. Well, and even, uh, like, the female figures got it the worst because, oh, like, like the first rogue figure is fine. She has, are they called T-crotches? Uh, v, I think. Well, the, well, rogue had a T. Oh, okay. Because, the, like, the, where, where the legs can go straight out like a leg does. But they started getting <laughs> all the female characters the V-crotches. Oh. So that when you would sit them down, their legs would just go spread eagle out to the side. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, right. And they remember, like, the Mystique figure. She's doing this crazy broke back, like, yep. hip out pose. <laughs> yep. And they did a Storm figure later on, too. And, like, one of the last two or three waves... And she's got her, like, Joe Mad costume. Oh, yeah. It's got, like, a weird cloud-based thing that maybe shot water. I don't know. They got weird into water for a while. Yeah, there was a water line. It was a whole Spider-Man web washers or something line where they had Namor. (laughs) Web washers. Oh, man. It's insane. But, yeah, they just were trying all these crazy things. But I guess it's no weirder than like nineteen cable figures, though. <laughs> you know, you know, if you want to see, if you if you want a good laugh in terms of like a bad female figure, the uh, the Batman Returns Catwoman, yeah, was I I still I you couldn't pay me a million dollars and be able to get into the position that she's standing in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, Brett. Have you ever seen this figure? No, I'm gonna try and. Batman Returns Catwoman figure. I'm going to try and uh, Google search it. Ah, uh, those... Uh, and w- with the with the X-Men line, too, the... It was... Storm was in the first line, and then there wasn't another female figure... Until Rogue? For, yeah, is that right? I think Rogue in, like, 94 or so. And there was also a Phoenix, which became one of the most valuable X-Men figures at that time, really? which is the only figure I ever bought... And kept in package because oh. you had to get the green costume with the orange card. If my terrible memory is is reminding me correctly, yeah. yeah and yeah. I found one at Toy Biz and uh, I grabbed it. And so I or I grabbed two so I could open one <laughs> and nice. keep the other one. And I bet it's not even worth the five bucks I paid for it at that point. At that <laughs> yeah, it, it was a. I mean, it was a really. Uh, solid line because they dug deep into incredibly obscure characters like like raza corsair and chad all got made like yeah when you start making star jammers also like bone breaker got a figure also characters that only appeared in comics once like kill spree slash killjoy yeah <laughs> Because uh, he had both names, um, and then uh, who were some other ones? You had your cruel, cruel, cruel. Adam X, the Extreme, yeah, the Execution. Oh no, you're right. It was it was Adam X. Yeah, 
Oh, I had that um, one. I got so many figures, I did not know who they were or what they did, but they looked cool. Like, random. Yeah, random. Um, (laughs) Comcast, uh, C-O-M-M-C-A-S-T, who was only a bad guy in, like, the second Deadpool miniseries. But he got a toy. (laughs) Yeah. They did random sidelines. Like, they did an X-Men 2099. Yeah. Waver 2. There might have been more. Right. Uh, They did, like, a Gen X line i think yeah they did generation x Skin line and lasted a couple um and they were all based off chris Pachalo's art mm-hmm. but they were all like six inches tall so the jubilee figure was like bigger than any x-men figure <laughs> and that annoyed me <laughs> yeah. yeah their scales got really weird towards kind of the end of the toy biz era because they did some other ones that were kind of getting into where marvel legends would go eventually like yeah, there was a line called the Vault, which was just bad guys, and they did a really oh, yeah. cool Ultron figure, and Ooh. they did Marvel's most Marvel's most wanted, wanted which was right. Spat and Grovel, oh, X Man, and Blink. <laughs> Blink, yeah, that was I, I. Blink's the only one of those three I don't have. And when I was home for Christmas, I was going through my X Men box and just kind of looking and showing my my two year old daughter different toys, and I found the. Is Spat the girl and Grovel's the dinosaur? Yes. Okay. Yeah, of course. I showed her Spat and she was like, oh, so cute. And she was kind of like playing around. It's like, and here's her friend. And she was like, no. <laughs> Put <laughs> that right back it. in the box. You know, God, that was a bet, right? Spat and Grovel? You know, they Wait, were what a was? bet. Um, Scott Lovedell and Joe Matarera just knew that like Toy Biz was just making everything in action figures. And they created Spat and Grovel just as like a game of chicken to see if Toy Biz would make a figure out of them. Really? Yeah. yeah. And they did. So it's the only reason those characters exist. The That's dinosaur amazing. has like his fin or like a, I don't know. I don't know dinosaurs, you guys. <laughs> but it's got like a thing sticking out on its back. And if you hit it, it'll move its mouth up and down. Yeah. And then the, the, the girl figure, she's only like two or three inches tall and yeah. really slight. But, you know, I got it because I think I, it was my most hooked at that point. <laughs> <laughs> they had a really good New Mutants line too, where they finally made a, uh, a Wolf Spain that wasn't a repaint, mm-hmm. and a Magic and a Warlock. And the Warlock was bonkers looking, right? Yeah, yeah. And well, you all, you could take off, take off his mask, and he was oh, yeah. underneath. Oh, cool. And there was a Lockheed. Yeah, Lockheed came with Magic. Um, and if if you ever wanted Kitty Pride figure, you had to be a Toy Fair reader because the only way they ever made one was through Toy Fair. Uh, Invisible Woman repaint. Oh, Toy, Toy Fair, Toy Fair magazine exclusive. <laughs> Did I you like, get one of those when you were a fan or oh, or at Wizard at all? When I was a fan, okay. I remember like because she was one of the first available. Mm-hmm. Um, like her Multiple Man and yep. Sync were like some of the first three like X Men ones done, and I ordered all of them <laughs> immediately. I was so excited. If it was an X Men figure, I ordered it. Um, I didn't care about any of the other ones. <laughs> Somebody at Wizard used to have, and it might have been you actually had a like mug just filled with Multiple Man figures. Dave Podgy, I do believe. Was it okay? <laughs> Price guy, and there might have Dave Podgy. Yeah, and there might have been a metric ton of Melting Man still in the back. Because uh, they were just the worst. <laughs> um, but, I mean, to- like, the Marvel Universe line now is also great. I like it, at least. The, the six-inch ones? No, I'm, the, I, I'm, they're, they're... I'm a fan of the three-and-three-quarter inch. That's what I'm okay. obsessed with. Because when, when I was in middle school, um, I did... <laughs> I don't know. Is this a thing? Action figure fan fiction? 
Like where I pretended like I was making, I was in charge of a toy company, and I I I wrote out like what all my waves for a three and three quarter inch series would be. Like wave one would be these five figures, wave two would be these five, and I had like a big long word document. Anyway, I you know to to be fair, I probably did something as <laughs> as crazy yeah. as that. Too. I mean that's that's just that's just playing like uh, fantasy GM. You know, like there, there are guys, there are guys that obsessively, you know, there are games, there are actual like, like console games that they've released where all you do is play the GM of a sports franchise. Wow. And that's basically what that is. Okay. So I was awesome in middle school. Yeah. (laughs) I was ahead of the curve. (laughs) But when they, I remember when they announced that line, uh, I was when I was at Wizard, they announced they were actually making that and I went insane and I like started buying Everyone I could find. I remember the only toy fair... I worked at a toy fair. I guess it was Toy Fair 2009. I worked that one. And I had just bought the Human Torch Marvel Universe uh, figure. And I kept it in my breast pocket all all week, all weekend. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited to have it. I don't know. Nice. Yeah, those were really high quality. They're relaunching it under a different name this year. Marvel Infinity. Infinite. Infinite, yeah. And they've got some crazy... They're doing a Death's Head figure. Yeah. In the third wave of the year, which blew my mind, and a really cool looking Deathlock, yeah, which I guess makes sense now. But it's the classic, you know, comic book look. And uh, yeah, they they actually, you know, for a little while, three and three quarter figures were kind of the like, eh, you know, they don't look so good. And they're probably a little bit more for kids. But then at a certain point in the past, you know, ten to twelve years, Hasbro really kicked it into gear and and has been making really great. Marvel figures in that scale, even the GI Joes have gotten a lot better. Oh, yeah, the, and the Star Wars are, you know. So let me crazy. let me ask you this, Teach, because you definitely have like a wealth of knowledge even now. What what are like the best? Who's releasing the best stuff right now? Like, what company is making the best like the best stuff to check out? I don't know. I mean, it, it's toys depend so much on like what you like. I mean, people. I I realized this a few years ago. You're not necessarily like a toy fan you're like a fan of movies or games or comics or whatever and there's so many different companies doing so many great things right now that you can pretty much find anything that you like represented in the action figure statue replica whatever world so it's kind of a matter of looking around like i said before i really like what neck is doing because i'm you know, reverting back to when all I want to do is watch like Rambo movies and Predator. <laughs> yes, uh, and they, you know, they kill it with every movie thing they do. They also do like Pacific Rim toys right now that mm. look, you know, like they were just pulled right out of the movie. I mean, you mentioned the the Hot Toys ones. I've never owned one because they're so expensive. But you know, if you wanted to get into that, you know, they've got so many. They actually have a technology in the eyes. That when you move the head of the figure, the eyes move. Yeah, I need to try that with my Black Widow because I've never done that. Creepy. But I have it. <laughs> That's I, really creepy. But she lives in a glass yeah, I space remember that. where she can't come kill me. Yeah, don't touch her. <laughs> where she... Yeah, don't. It just look like they have like a weird cloning machine in Hong Kong that also shrinks people. Yeah. <laughs> I have a little tiny clone of Scarlett Johansson <laughs> in my <laughs> office. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Hasbro started coming out with the Black Series six-inch Star Wars figures, which is yeah. something I've wanted to see forever. So the Black uh, you know, Series, you said. Yes. Yeah. Uh, tell tell me a little bit about that because I'm not familiar. 
All right, there's two black series, which makes it confusing. But yeah, there's okay. a six-inch scale and there's a three-and-three-quarter-inch scale. And basically, this is the first time that Hasbro has ever made six-inch, basically Marvel Legends-style Star Wars figures. Ever? Oh. Like, no, not even ever. Kenner did. Like, no company's no. ever done that. Kenner wanted to keep it cheap, from what I hear, so they kept it in the, you know, and nostalgic, so they kept it in the old-school way. And it's something that I remember talking about, like, the whole time I was at Wizard and Toy Fair, just like, why don't they do this? They're, they're, they've already got the uh, sculptors to do six-inch figures. It's a mystery to me. So whatever happened, happened, and now they're putting those out. And it's just, like, classic figures. So I got, have the Han Solo and the R2-D2. Uh, I want them so bad. I don't have any of them in my in my collection, which has not been added to in a you, while. But they're making a, so they're making an X wing. They're making a Black Series X wing to scale with the six inch figures. Uh, that's not what is that's, that? Uh, it's actually a different thing. It doesn't open. Oh, it's, it's just huge, but it's like a model. It's not a model. I, I, I saw it at Toy Fair. That yeah. thing that was kind of in the corner over by the Rebel stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't actually open. It's called, like, Hero something yes. or other. Star Wars Hero. And it's basically just, like, uh, you know, you can play with it like a kid would play with it, zooming around your living room. But you can't actually put a figure in it, as far as I remember. Yeah. But uh, it does look like it would fit with that scale. I think a figure in that same quality, in that same size... Uh, like a vehicle for that would just be astronomical. But <laughs> they did release the first look at the job of the hut in that scale, yeah. which is just insane. Ooh. <laughs> and a speeder bike with the speeder bike trooper, which looks fantastic. Yeah. Oh, love that. It's a great line. They have a really so, good Darth Vader coming out too. So let me ask yeah. you this, TJ, because uh, you had said it depends on what you look for. What mm-hmm. What do you look for? typically like what's what's your first go-to is it sculpt or is it the characters like what you, you were you were mentioning neko a lot because you said you're you're way back into like mm-hmm. the amazing 80s movies i will buy a cobra stallone figure oh, if they make that by the way <laughs> i would too <laughs> with a pizza box with like ammo in it oh <laughs> but have you ever seen cobra a brigitte nielsen i yes. i have not Oh my god! It is—it's oh. nuts. You have to see it. It's awesome. Uh, so, so yeah. So, what do you look so for? Sylvester Stallone, by the way, just real quick. One of the most underrated actors around. He's actually really good. What are your? What are your? Uh, what do you think people should check out to see his range? Over the top. I know it's the most ridiculous sounding <laughs> Stallone movie because it's about arm wrestling, but he does a lot of stuff in that movie. Thinking about his kid, trying to get him back. He also drives a truck through a guy's house, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> that shows his range. And his driving skills. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what do I look for? Uh, for me at this point, because like collecting budget's pretty low, it's got to be a character that I'm just like in love with. Uh, I got <laughs> – when the Green Lantern movie came out, they did mm-hmm. a figure of Rotlop Fam, which is the F-sharp belt. If you've ever read the – Alan Moore collection of just random DC stuff he yeah. he did back in the 80s. He did like two backups in Green Lantern comics. One of them introduced uh, Mogo. Yep. Mo- yeah, the Living Planet. And then the other one was this planet where they don't have any light. And so instead of being a Green Lantern, 
uh, it's an F sharp bell, so it's a tone and uh, a thing like that. And it's just the coolest thing. And I guess he shows oh. up in the background of the movie. I've never seen the Green Lantern movie. But for some <laughs> reason, somebody convinced somebody to make a toy of it. So I got that. So for me at this point, it's like what reminds me of something I used to love as a kid or love now. And, you know, it's still some of the DC figures. I picked up like an OMAC figure because I really enjoyed Jack Kirby's OMAC when I read it for the first time a couple years ago. And so I like to kind of connect to something that I'm enjoying now. Uh, I don't have the collector mentality nearly as much as I used to, but it still is cool to kind of have something on your shelf that's like like a conversation starter or, you know, you can just kind of look at it. I know it sounds silly because we're, you know, adults, but, you know, I want to look up and see OMAC and be like, oh, man, that OMAC book is bonkers. Yeah. Maybe I should read it again. Like, yeah. or tell somebody about it. So it's kind of cool, like, to have it out. Yeah. 99% of my toys are actually packed up in boxes in our storage unit because <laughs> we needed the space. Uh, but I'm hoping we will move in the next year and I can set up an office and maybe get a few of them out. Because <laughs> um... one of the the great and bad things about working at Toy Fair was just getting tons yeah. of free stuff, which oh, yeah. sounds fantastic until you start acquiring it all. When we moved on into the city, I had to bring home two huge uh, Tupperware tubs of toys uh, because there wasn't anybody to give them to anymore at that point. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know what else to do, and I wanted to keep them. And now I found them like a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have like a big Lebowski figure and a really cool Hellboy figure, but, you know, they're just going to live there for now. <laughs> Are there any characters that you love uh, from all of media or life that they have never made a figure of that you would, like, buy in a heartbeat? Because, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Like it's, if- it's probably, like, you know, like Matt said, like a Cobra or a, you know... A Cliff Clavin, they, they if you They do will. so much of... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> they actually made these, I forget what company, but they did uh, Animal House figures, but they were really, like, cartoonish. Oh, oh yeah, and I remember seeing those. Those were, you know, 10 years ago. I got a couple of those, and I think I gave them to my dad because that was a movie we used to watch. Um, I really wish NECA would have been able to continue. They did these comic-accurate Eastman and Laird-based Ninja Turtle figures. Yeah. And they did all four of the, the normal turtles, and then I think they did April as an exclusive uh, and they just weren't able to continue for whatever reason. And I wish that line would have continued because it was perfectly articulated. Uh, I like a lot of articulation in my figures, so you can really pose things. And uh, just cool designs and all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. I have the uh, I, I have the, the Comic-Con exclusive four-pack mm-hmm. uh, signed by Peter Laird. I'm actually holding it right now. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Cradling it. <laughs> yeah, I, I always have it on me. Um, it's a, with like the first appearance turtles, so they're yeah. all in red. They look mm-hmm. spectacular. They, like they look so cool. Mm-hmm. They did them that way, and they did them in black and white, just like the comics. Oh, I'm pretty sure the ones with the colored bands, like from the cartoon, are bootlegs. Yeah, um, huh. if they're out there. Uh, I also like artist-specific takes. Oh on- yeah. Like heroes, yeah. like I would love to see, and they'll probably never do it because I don't think he's going to work for him anytime soon. But like a Mike Mignola, like Cosmic Odyssey set, <laughs> or just something oh, random yeah. like that. Um, well, DC's like taking that to the next level, right? Because one of their upcoming lines this year is like Greg Capullo redesigning characters. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think they're like, all based on Batman. Yeah, like his like art because they're called like Greg Capullo's Harley yeah. Quinn and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, his it's name's cool. like right I mean, there. 
that for that was their thing for a while, uh, and they got away from it for a little bit because they did like Ed McGinnis JLA figures, uh, which went bonkers. I mean, all, all, everybody had like a gigantic chest and <laughs> yeah. looked super ripped. And I think they did like Michael Turner figures, and they did some Kevin Maguire Justice League figures. But they're really getting back into that, and they actually have a lot of that in the statues uh, right now, where oh, yeah. the they've got the Batman Black and White, Man of Steel, and Wonder Woman Art of War, I think it's called, and each one is a different artist's interpretation of those characters. Uh, and Batman's been going on forever, and they just kind of launched Superman and Wonder Woman recently, so it's pretty. Those are kind of cool too. You can get. A wide variety of things. <laughs> That's really awesome. Okay, so let's say, let's say money's no object right now. You 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 have an infinite budget. What uh, what do you go for first? What's your what's your holy grail? You know what I've always wanted that I've only seen a couple times, and I wasn't like a old school Kenner Star Wars fan because it was before my time a little bit. But the open belly Tauntaun. Oh, yeah. Uh, is a weird yeah. thing that I've always wanted to have in my collection. I don't even know how expensive they are, but that's one of those figures that <laughs> I just love because it's so weird. It's such a and, weird and such a moment. Action feature. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a weird moment in the movie. Gummy, <laughs> gummy worms. <laughs> gummy I've, worms. I've become obsessed with, like, Legos because of the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I keep going and looking at Legos at every store and, oof, that Millennium Falcon the Death Star, really? Oh man! But Actually, that... I'd also, I'd also want to get the the huge Millennium Falcon that Hasbro made a couple years ago. You mean my coffee it's... table? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I got that. Oh, Remember, jealous. um, Toy Wishes? Yes. Uh, Kate oh, Napolitano, so Toy Fair's Kate Napolitano made sure to <laughs> spirit that away for me. Nice. At one point, we had the gentle giant uh, Jabba the Hutt statue, which was massive, and then the Leia that went with it, and then there was like the Max Rebo band that also went with it, and I literally was going to go down, because it was in the prize area, and you know, we could grab stuff from there, and I literally went down to to grab them one day, and they were loading stuff up for a convention, and they went on, and I I never got them. (laughs) (laughs) Some idiot at the prize will got them. Or they were just loading them into their own vans. <laughs> that's yeah. That's about what started happening. Yeah. <laughs> Towards the end, <laughs> uh, Matt. What is your like? Money is no object. Thing. Boy, that's a. Uh, I'll tell you. Go statues tell- too. Why not? Um, I would want. Well, then, if we're gonna say that, two things. Um, ever since I realized that Barney on How I Met Your Mother keeps a stormtrooper in his apartment the way that other people keep a suit of armor, yeah. I was like, of course I want that like a suit of armor in my house. <laughs> um, I would want something, I think I'd want, I think I'd want a, a stormtrooper for sure. But mm. my, my holy grail is the Japanese Transformers masterpiece Megatron. That uh, that came with like the tiny little purple uh, Energon guy and had uh, replaceable hands for him to change into the Energon weapons that he only oh. did in the miniseries, and he turns into the gun. He turns into a Waltzer PP7, and uh, and the the detail on it is just bonkers. Yeah, I remember that. That's my uh, th- that that maybe a. I don't think the other thing that I'd want ex- would ex- 
actually exists, which is like a like a highly detailed Unicron. Mm. Did they ever make there a Unicron? Might, there might be one, dude. That's the crazy thing. It's really hard to keep track of the Transformers stuff because yeah. you know everything that they do here, plus everything that they do. Uh, you know, back over there, and the stuff over there tends to be a lot more detailed. Back I know they did, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> they just poured it over. <laughs> I know they do, like, uh, they, I think they did a Unicron statue uh, that's really detailed. But, yeah, it would be, that would be a cool one. Yeah, that, that, that to me, because I know they did them for, like, the Energon series, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know that they ever, like... Maybe maybe that is going to be the best one that they make. I don't know, but that, a, a, a highly detailed Unicron mm-hmm. uh, would would fill a, a, a void. I think not necessarily inside me, but inside. Well, I don't know your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I just want I want a, a siren figure, Teresa Cassidy, uh, siren from X Force. Never been one. They never they have oh, never man. made a siren anything. The only thing she has is one of those. Um, What's that UK company that has the magazines that come with like the little statues? I don't want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> guys, come on. She has one of those. That's all she has. It's, it's just called like Marvel Unit. No, not Marvel. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, though. they have them all like a bunch of them at Midtown. They just sell like little statues, like little like they're lead, and the the, the instructions say like please wash your hands after handling because these are straight up lead. <laughs> don't touch. <laughs> don't touch these. Um, so and she she doesn't have a mini mate either. No, she is the only <sighs> X Force uh, member. It's like she doesn't have one, and I mean Jesse Bedlam doesn't have one, but they're never going to make a Jesse Bedlam figure. I don't uh, even know what you're saying. Yeah, right he now. was a member, a member of X Force <laughs> during the um, Francis Moore Chung uh, run. Um, yeah, I mean, like Siren's been in a ton of comics, never had a figure, and also like I mean, Boom Boom Tampa the Smith only has a mini mate; she doesn't mm-hmm. have anything else. Right. Oh right. I. I I keep I keep track of this stuff. Farrell Farrell got a uh, a, a Toy Biz She Force repaint <laughs> back yep. when they were making them She Force figures. She Force. <laughs> they're like, hey, girls' toys don't sell. Let's make a bunch, and then they didn't sell. <laughs> they're like, well, they were like weird reprints that I only ever saw at flea markets. I never saw them on shelves anywhere. They were weirdly store uh, store specific. I want to say, like mm. sometimes Toy Biz would strike a deal. Uh, what was the toy company in the mall? KB Toy Toys. KB. Sorry, KB Toys would like strike a deal, and I mean they even had an overpower. Yeah. You know, group of figures that would come with a card that There's was not Spider available anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, Scarlet Spider, and there was an Adam Warlock. I think. And he was super powerful. <laughs> oh, man. I remember the only letter I ever got printed in Toy Fair magazine, which I I think is like issue seven or something, maybe. I think it has Boba Fett on the cover, like a, a Boba Fett 12-inch uh, doll mm-hmm. figure. Um, and I wrote asking, uh, because they had announced that there was going to be an X-Men golden blue, like Jim Lee era box set of Toy Biz figures. That was exclusive only to BJ's wholesalers. <laughs> yep. And I'm from Tennessee and we don't have BJ's there. So I wrote in and was like, what is a BJ? <laughs> where can I find, where can I like find one? Oh no. And the, and the only thing that they answered back was like, we'll tell you when you're older. And that was it. <laughs> and I remember like, I didn't understand that, what they were talking about. Cause I was in middle school. and did not know what a blowjob was. Uh, cause I'm an innocent southerner. Um, 
And I was just mad they didn't answer my question because I really wanted that that box set. It's amazing. <laughs> I think I might have still been reading, like, because I started reading Toy Fair very early on, and I think I might have read that because that sounds strangely familiar. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> and I was also probably confused because we did not have VJs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was like 1997 because I got that and a letter printed in um, Uncanny X-Men around the same time, like 90, 98 or so, 97, 98, something like that. Nice. Oh, boy. Um, well, I mean, uh, before we start wrapping up, I think TJ does have a John Byrne story. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> that um, we want to actually we end on. It's actually he's not like an active participant in the story, but it is kind of funny and it almost ruined my mental uh ability to write on the internet <laughs> holy cow uh, but so well i'm i'm very uh, fragile when it comes to internet comments but you know i did my my internship in wizard at wizard around i think the summer of 2002 i went back to school and i had met a bunch of people and they hooked me up with writing for newsarama a little bit i did a couple stories for them and then i said hey Hey, I'm going to go to this mid Ohio con. Do you want, do you need anybody to cover anything? And so they said, there's a John Byrne panel. You just go record it, write it up, send it in. And, uh, <laughs> this wound up making like a really big, uh, stink on the internet. Not so much because of anything I did. You know, I can look back and say that now for sure. But he started talking about, um, Christopher Reeve, who had just passed away around that time. I'm, and he was getting upset because somebody mentioned that he was like a hero. And so he went on this whole tangent of like, uh, he's well, actually, I have it open. I have the quote <laughs> that I wrote. <laughs> he, there's, there's apparently archives of Newsarama that I just found this today. He wrote, I've gotten tired of people calling Christopher Reeve a hero. A really terrible thing happened to him and our society can't deal with it. When terrible things happen. So we try to make out that it isn't a terrible thing. It's an uplifting thing. He's a hero. He's not a hero. He's in hell. Uh, which he meant, of course, that he was suffering. Yeah. <laughs> not that he had just passed away and was now in hell, which <laughs> yeah. is what got picked up. And, you know, the, the comments are actually on here, too, in this archive. <laughs> I can send you the link if you want to put it in your show notes or Jeez. whatever. Uh, but it went insane and I had only written maybe like one or two other things for the internet. I didn't really know what it was. I talked about that on the last episode, I think, where getting to Wizard introduced me to the comic book internet. Yeah. And, oh, my God, I was just not prepared for the kind of backlash that this this brought out. People were calling, like, me bad at my job, uh, you know, a job that I wasn't even – I don't even know if I got paid for this. So, like, all this stuff is going down, and I was like, I did this for free, and it's just this mountain of crap fell on top of me and uh at that time i was like well well may maybe i'll just keep going i mean the entire internet can't be like this right <laughs> yeah so but the the biggest lesson i did learn at that point was to just never ever read the comments <laughs> and that is that is the thing that i continue to do but that was one of those things where like if I had just kind of thought about that any differently, I could have been like, well, I don't want to do this comic book journalism thing. <laughs> At which point, I don't know what I would be doing now. So uh, luckily, it did not derail me too much, but it, it was uh, a definite hit at the time that I was not expecting. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Johnny B. Ah, yeah. So he not didn't really afraid. do anything. 
Hey, do you know if not John Byrne on Twitter is actually John Byrne? Because that seems like the kind of thing he would do. <laughs> well, his his uh, profile says that he is not John Byrne. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, you can't lie on the internet, so. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, but I feel like John Byrne, for better or worse, would have an ego enough that he would not want people to mm. not know it's him. Yeah, I mean, he does have a whole message board dedicated to himself. That's true. <laughs> um, oh, I think I got it on there too. But you've got to sign in, and oh man! Oh, burn robotics! Yeah, yeah. That's I actually a, told that's this whole... story to people at Wizard when I started, and they were like, "Oh, you were the John Byrne guy on on Newsarama? Like, oh my <laughs> god! I cannot believe anybody but me remembers this." <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty killer quote. I mean, you could have not reported on. You could have just like left that quote out. I could have. I honestly but... like. It wasn't until I read like 15, 20 comments that I was like, oh, they think that he was like really insulting him. Because at the time I was like, yeah, I kind of agree with, you know, his take on the yeah. English language. That's that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> also, read everything out loud, kids, if you're going to be a writer. Because <laughs> tell if you're <laughs> saying crazy stuff. One of the writer artists of Superman saying that the recently passed beloved actor of Superman okay. might be burning in hell is a pretty yeah. That's a pretty uh, big quote right there. Yeah, oh, I almost yeah. wore that tape out, like replaying it, just to make sure I got all the words right after it <laughs> went up. And I was like, I, I did it right. It's a <laughs> it's a cassette. I can't show you guys. <laughs> oh man. Oh well. Uh, hopefully that's not the last that we talk about John Byrne on this show. Yeah. I'm sure it won't be. Oh, hey, don't read that JLA arc. Oh, the uh, Chris Claremont, John Byrne. Oh, golly. It's one of the worst. Uh, that book started going downhill around then, and that was, you know, not good. There's vampires in it. Uh, what? N- which might be like, oh, those guys doing vampires. Nope. It's it's just no good. Uh. So we'll definitely be reading that. Okay. okay, we'll have me on that because I have those issues here. Hundred percent, definitely. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and talking some toys with us. Um, Love it. I'm I'm glad that we uh, did not kick my X Men Hornet's Nest. No, that and I've, hey, that I've talked Matt's ear off about, and then I sent a bunch of emails to TJ about. Oh man! Oh, we had a we had like a twenty five minute talk about it over coffee on Sunday, <laughs> which I love. I, I say that because I love hanging out with Brett when he's getting really passionate and really into something. When I'm turning into the people that I make fun of, and I shouldn't do that because I'm one of them. Well, yeah, that's you. you it's it, all you, passion you is fine. You all have yeah. part of that in us, and. You're referring to the lack of X-Men toys at Toy Fair? Yes. The the obvious uh, uh, sidelining of the X-Men. Well, there were some mini-mates. You yes. couldn't photograph them, but they looked pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, anyone, uh, people other than Hasbro are making X-Men things. I mean, like, well, Lego is uh, mini-mates. Um, and I will like uh, the the Hero Mashers line does have Iceman, Wolverine, and Deadpool, right? So like that's good. I would just like to get some characters that aren't Wolverine in a Legends or a uh, Marvel Universe slash Infinite line at some point. That's and fair. Again, I feel you. I'm trying <laughs> trying to remain very measured. <laughs> Everything comes in waves. Everything comes in cycles. <laughs> They'll be back. It'll be fine. 
first class would have made a really good figure line. I I don't. <sighs> but as far as I know, nobody knew that that movie was going to be yeah good. And then Days <laughs> so of Future Past kind of is coming out, and it up. has like thirty different uh, characters in it, which seems like it would be a pretty good idea for a toy line, right? I mean, but no. Well, <laughs> isn't it kind of revolving around a mutant holocaust, though? Oh, <laughs> well, you know, whatever. <laughs> Says the fan of, of inappropriate 80s and 90s toys aimed at children. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And speaking of, uh, folks, if you if anybody out there has a lead on a uh, on a Cobra action figure, or if there's going to be one being made, please send that article our way. We would love to find out about that. We as an I, and I'm sure TJ as well. <laughs> Oh man, I can't even think of what you could customize to get that. They did they did some expendables figures recently, but Ooh. he's got old man Stallone face. Oh no, it's gotta be it's gotta be old vibrant. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, the Rambo figures. You could do something with those Rambo figures, I bet. Get something going. I oh man, I would if if someone is interested in uh discussing uh, commissioning a Cobra <laughs> figure, I will talk to you about that for sure. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, TJ, where can people find you on the internets? Uh, I am on Twitter at Papadich. That's P-O-P-P-A-D-I-E-T-S-C-H. And I've got a little website called United Monkey, M-O-N-K-E-E dot com, where I talk about toys and comics and movies and all that good stuff. Hurrah! Um, If you want to know more about our stanky asses. Unbelievable. I I don't know why I said that. Unbelievable. I love it. I don't know why I said that. My brain just goes places. I should have stuck with it. Um, If you want to know more about our stanky asses, you can go to (laughs) mattbrettlovecomics.com where you can find links to all of our past episodes uh, as well as links to our social media presence under the Who Loves Comics tab. Please tweet at us. Yeah, and while you're there, you can check out some of our back issues, like uh, the previous episode uh, that TJ was on, talking about his uh, Wizard World Tales and Toy Fair Tales. Um, Or you can also check out the episode where we sat down with Christopher Daniels and read the first arc of Jason Aaron's Thor God of Thunder run. Yeah, the uh, God Butcher. The old God Butcher. The old God Butcher. And as always, guys, you are our best uh, spokespeople. So if you like what you heard today, if you're having a good time with the show, please tweet about it. Tweet at us. Um, You know, uh, lean into someone while they're sleeping and just repeat the name of the show over and over again so they absorb it by us. You're allowed to be in their house. Um, If. Uh, show up at a random sit in a random stranger's car with your iPod plugged into their car stereo and hide in the back seat and when they turn the car on immediately start the show we are not accomplices to any uh, crimes we're not accomplices you're doing this on your own (laughs) Uh, hijack a plane oh jeez things got weird here at the end you guys uh, (laughs) as always thanks to our producer uh, Mr. Ben Regeeb uh, Congratulations who, yeah, to Mr. Ben Rahib. Who pulled a total on Kenny X-Men number 308 um, and tried to propose to his longtime girlfriend, but the word bubble was left blank, so they reprinted. Because that, that's what happened in that issue. That's right. Anyway, he got engaged. Yeah, we're really excited for him. Uh, he and Ellen are great together. 
Mm-hmm. Hooray! Matt and Brett love weddings. Yeah. This is uh, 100% true. Invite me to your weddings. That's true. Brett loves Brett loves weddings. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you again, TJ, for being on the show, even through this lovely weird part at the end. Yeah. I'm going to act like I already signed off. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> uh, until next time. This is Matt. E. Este, I can't speak Spanish that well. This is Brad. <laughs> and we love comics. Hey, yo quiero los libros de comicos. You are not doing yourself any favors. What? <laughs>